I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy as well. Jason Weingarten coming up later on the show. I'm going to say about 10 minutes on him screaming about how Nick Gates isn't a comeback player of the year finalist. We'll try to swerve him off that topic if we can. From under a cloud of smoke. Looking forward to that. Will you, know, you know what, though? Now that we're doing finalists, I'm yeah. a little upset he's not a finalist. Like, this is the... That's true. This give is him, like, right, like, right. give him the finalist at least. Like, let him have that. So who would you have kicked out? Barkley, McCaffrey, or Gino? McCaffrey. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. You're one of the greatest <laughs> players in the NFL, and I know you had a terrible injury, but... We're going to go with this Or guy. if we're going to, like, or or it would be a chance to realign how this how this award works, right? And you take Gito out and put him in, and then you could be like, we're actually going to go with coming back from here's, something. Here's what they should do. They should go to Nick Gates, and they said, look, we're going to name the comeback player of the year the Alex Smith Nick Gates comeback player of the year award. You're not going to be a finalist. You're not going to win it, but you're going to be on the trophy. How about that? Because those, I mean, honestly, you still got to get be make him a finalist. <laughs> still got to make I'm, him a finalist. I'm actually getting heated about this now. <laughs> so like, we'll put you on the trophy, but you only finished in fourth place. <laughs> you finished fourth. Sorry, yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, well, we want to do this at the top here because Mike Pritchard is going to join us. So we we mentioned, and I was mentioning the mock draft from Mel Kiper, how he's got four quarterbacks, including Anthony Richardson of Florida, going to Carolina at number nine. Yes, we're already in mock draft season because we can't wait to bet on the draft. Um, but I mentioned that uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he has slotted going to the Jets at 15, I believe it was, who I think is going to be phenomenal. And he has Jordan Addison going to the Giants, I believe, at 25, I yeah, want to say. In the t- yeah, wherever in the 20s jo- they're at. Jordan Addison, who was at Pitt, and then uh, someone made him an offer he couldn't refuse, let's say. And he uh, <laughs> went over to USC. He went to USC. So here are the odds to be the first wide receiver drafted in the NFL. You could bet these already. I which, love it. Which DraftKings just posted in the past day or two. Go on with your bad self, DraftKings, with this. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison plus 120. Why can't I say that? Jordan Addison is plus 120. He's the short shot to be the number one wideout drafted. Max Duggan's uh, favorite receiver, Quentin Johnson, plus 150. Quentin Johnson at plus 150. And then there's Smith and Jigba at plus 250 from Ohio State. Um, we put I, I mentioned three of that list, everybody else nine to one or longer, because back in 1991, ladies and gentlemen, the top three wide receivers drafted, uh, Detroit Lions at number 10 took Herman Moore, and then it became a run on wide receivers. The Cowboys took Alvin Harper at 12, and the Falcons took Mike Pritchard at 13. 
Mike Pritchard joins us now, ladies and gentlemen, co-host of VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz. How you doing, Pritch? I'm doing well, Gil and Kelly. Great to be with y'all. You know, actually, I was on the clock with the Cowboys with uh, Alvin Harper. Were you really? Yeah, I got a call. Um, hey, you want to do a pre-draft deal? Um, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I'm like, uh, my agent was telling me, don't do, a, don't do it, don't do it, don't do a pre-draft deal. So we said no. And uh, uh, they said, uh, okay, Alvin Harper. So we actually got a three-year contract. So I got the free agency sooner than Alvin Harper did. Oh, wait. So explain that to yeah, me. So a yeah. pre-draft yeah. deal would have been what at the time? Well, they, there was a four-year contract, right? And so because of Reggie White and anticipation of true free agency on the horizon, yes. you know, my agent gave me great information. So no, you don't want to sign a four-year deal. You want to do a three-year contract. If you can, you could get to a restricted free agency status and therefore you can hit the market. Uh, and then really cash in with that second contract. So mm. uh, we said no. Uh, could have had a ring. I was going to say, my, so but, that's the big question, right? Are you, th- As you look back on that, are you like, oh, man, it could have been me and Michael Irvin winning those titles? Oh, man, and the White House, too, though, Gil. Yes. I mean, everything else that comes along with it. No, I couldn't <laughs> have handled that. I couldn't have handled that. But my bank account uh, thanks me for that decision, though. Uh, tomato, tomato, Mike. Uh, you yeah. know, priorities. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, by the way, you, you watch, uh, I assume you watch some of these wide receivers. If you don't, you can tell me. But from what you have seen of the likes of Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, do you have a favorite being a wide out yourself? Yeah, I do. Smith and Jigba is incredible. Me too. Um, you know, just coming off the injury, though, I wonder how he's going to run. Uh, and I think that's what's going to determine this draft selection. I, I saw Jordan Addison up close and personal at the Pac-12 championship game out here in Vegas. And I thought he was taller than, than you know, when it, when first appearance on the field. Uh, but if he runs very, very well, I mean, he's a polished athlete as well. Quentin Johnson, uh, he's a tree. Uh, and you know the National Football League, they like those bigger targets to catch radius. But I think from an overall game-breaking ability and what we, what we saw from uh, Garrett Wilson, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, that guy, even Alave too, right? I mean, I think uh, there's a favor uh, on Ohio State receivers right now in the National Football League. Who was it? They were interviewing Alave and I, I want to say Garrett Wilson I both. I was just going to bring this And they're like, uh, which one of you, and then Jigba was sitting there too, and they're like, which one of you is the best wide receiver? And they all pointed, they all point to Smith and Jigba. They're like, that dude. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That says it all. Um, yeah, no, he's incredible. He's incredible. What a Rose Bowl that was. My God. All right, uh, Mike, obviously, uh, let's talk about the championship games. Let's begin with the NFC. San Francisco two-and-a-half-point dogs at the Philadelphia Eagles. Where do you stand on this game, sir? Well, you know, I, I like San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. I've liked them to go to the Super Bowl um, all, all year long, um, uh, even with Trey Lance out, out the gate at quarterback. I thought that defense was going to be able to hold uh, them in games, uh, but that defense played beyond expectations. Uh, in my opinion, uh, they are uh, unworldly when you have an edge rusher like Bosa and then you have Warner and Greenlaw in the middle uh, right there at linebackers, Hufanga too at safety. I mean, they, all three levels, uh, they are spectacular. I'm talking about with all pros. Uh, and you don't always find that. You know, you find that with unbelievable defenses. And so, uh, you know, the Eagles, they primarily are a perimeter uh, football team, uh, whether it's a running game or certainly with throwing a football. I do think the Eagles have a few matchups that they could exploit, and that's A.J. Brown. Uh, and that's why I was looking at some of his props uh, for this game, you know, over 
69 and a half. Uh, DraftKings has this. Uh, it's minus 130, though. Uh, you're gonna have to pay up a little bit, but uh, for that one. But Devonte Smith on the outside, he's at 65 and a half. Uh, so think about that. AJ Brown, who is a, a pure game breaker, a mismatch, uh, if you ask me, at 69 and a half. But then you have Devonte Smith at 65 and a half. That's lofty. Uh, but uh, but certainly looking at those uh, props there for that for that matchup because I, I think the Eagles can exploit that a bit. That's interesting because uh, we did a segment yesterday, the first segment where I talked about some of the Bill Barnwell analytics and how. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, how those two linebackers specifically cover the middle of the field for the Niners, number one in the, in the league in terms of, of just shutting down tight ends and wideouts in like the seven, you know, seven of 15 sort of vertical, they delineate 15 different sort of vertical lanes on a football right. field. And right in the middle, they just destroy. And so he was sort of saying how that's an advantage. I've heard you say that as well this week, haven't I, about those two guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the speed, uh, essentially, San Francisco plays with seven defensive backs because of the speed of Greenlaw and Warner. Uh, but those are linebackers, right? But they yeah. run like defensive backs. So they cover up so much ground. And one of the things that Dallas could not combat uh, is, you know, backs out of the backfield or tight ends underneath or shallow crosses uh, underneath those linebackers because the linebackers are getting so much depth and they were actually robbing any in-cutting routes from the receivers and tight ends. And that made things difficult, life difficult for Dak, and he had to throw to the outside. And I was shocked at Kellen Moore not getting to matchups on the outside, outside the numbers. I, I think the Eagles can get to that if they don't exploit the middle of the field, uh, meaning shallow crosses with the tight end Dallas Goddard or, or Sanders or any type of running back out of the back. But I, I think the Eagles have that part uh, in their offense. We'll see if they can get to it to hold those linebackers shallow uh, to get those basic crosses and deeper crosses in the middle of the field. If they can't, then, like I said, I, you know, A.J. Brown was brought there for a reason, and I think there could be a matchup uh, in particular against Ward. Uh, and, and so if you can feature that one for the Eagles, then, then that's what I'm looking at a receiver prop for uh, A.J. Brown. All right, and then the Bengals and the Chiefs, obviously the, uh, the injury concerns, that's the mm-hmm. understatement of the world, about Patrick Mahomes. Um, are you reading tea leaves one way or the other here, Pritch, or, or are you just – would you recommend just waiting to bet this in game? I mean, we talked about Todd Wishnev on the Megapod said with the Bengals and the Bills, if, if you didn't like, if you didn't believe anything pre-flop, just wait for right. the first, you know, drive and you'll see. And, and that exactly is what manifested. Then you just pound the Bengals. They were like minus 105 or minus 125, somewhere in that range after they went up 7 to nothing and had the football. Do you just play this game that way and take a minute to look at Mahomes? Yeah, I think you do. Um, you know, you know, the Bengals as a dog when it first came out, I mean, I, that, that was something that was attractive. But obviously it, it's flipped. But I don't know if this line is going to really move until, you know, you're going to get the do not, did not participate practice report on Patrick Mahomes. You're going to get that all week. Uh, you're going to get the speculation uh, about, you know, he's not, he's not going to go, you know, it's worse than, worse feared, right? All this stuff, all this drama. Uh, but Patrick's going to play. Uh, and it, the thing is, is he's going to be a pocket passer, though. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, the the air raid guy, the guy that escapes the pocket, the guy that you know, the guy that turns into a point guard uh, out there on the football field. We're not going to get that. We're going to get a stationary target or a stationary guy. The, the matchup to me is stopping Travis Kelsey, though. And can the Bengals do that? I think the Chiefs are going to hide Travis. I think they're going to make him in different positions, age back, running back, and all kinds of scenarios in which they could feature him. Uh, and then, therefore, help Patrick get the ball out of his hands quickly enough. So uh, I think we could have a lower-scoring game uh, on top of that. 
but I expect Patrick to play, and obviously he's going to be compromised in that game. All right, so your favorite bet then is the prop, For that on, the one, prop on A.J. Brown in the first game? Yeah, A.J. Brown, the prop in the first game. The second game, I'm waiting for that line. I, I could go in-game. I know some people that has already teased it. Uh, I'm not looking to do that yet. Uh, I do want some more information about Patrick, but um, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Travis Kelsey could go off as well. Okay. All right. Mike Pritchard, everybody, at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter, co-host of VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz. Always a pleasure, Mike. Enjoy the games this weekend. You guys do the same. My pleasure as always, Gil. Thank you. Mike Pritchard always always reveals a little nugget every week he's on with us. Could have been. Love talking to Pritchard. Could have been the Cowboys wideout instead of Alvin Harper. Yeah. And multiple Super Bowls, but his got that money though. But his bank account worked out better. Interesting. Kelly on golf. Where were where will Aaron Rodgers play next? The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to count. VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Kelly, you know when I lost my voice for those uh, 48 hours? I am still not at 100%. Yeah, neither am I. Still not. It's interesting. Don't know what that's about. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm up to 97%. I'm going to go 93.8. Okay. But uh, yeah, at least like once a day I have a moment, right? I, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? You know, like we have you know, a moment? What, you know what would help? Not talking for two hours straight every day. Yeah, yeah, that would help. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I did about five. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, you know, we, it's so, there's so much stuff happening this morning that we didn't even get to our pro tip from the first hour. Yeah, we didn't. It's a lot going on. So why don't we do it now? And this is really, the, this is the obvious one. Again, we will say this forever on this show. Don't read too much into the odds when it comes to award voting. Some of us who look at this stuff every day can get blinded by that. Remember my, my story with my buddy in San Francisco about Brandon Crawford. It was the year that Harper won it. And I had a Juan Soto ticket at 100 to 1. He ended up finishing second. We never, ever mentioned Bryce, uh, never, ever mentioned Brandon Crawford. I was on a trip to San Francisco. A friend of mine doesn't really bet. He's like, so Gil, uh, Brandon Crawford's going to be MVP, right? And it opens your eyes because Brandon Crawford wasn't anywhere on any board. He was triple digits. He finished third. Same thing when I was talking about with the Dan Campbell at plus 175, Dable at 31, and Rivera at 100 to 1. They don't reflect reality. Your pro tips, all at VEASAN.com, searchable at VEASAN.com. One every hour, that's at least 20 a day for VEASAN pro subscribers only. Ladies and gentlemen, a man of many talents, the funniest man in any room, at not the Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, Will Hill. How you doing, Willie? Gil, what's going on? Uh, a little surprised to see Sirianni isn't even in the mix. I know we spent all this time talking about these awards, and you know, it's funny. It's, it's almost like Christmas morning. You get to open the presents, and, man, it's too bad we have to wait two weeks. I'm dying to see who, who you know actually wins these awards. And yet, do you agree with me that if they had ended up 16-1, and one, yep. it's clearly his, right? So it's just, oh, they happened to, you know, Jalen Hurts got hurt. So Minshew played a couple games. Their record becomes more mortal, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's open to everybody now. 100%. I'll go a step further, 15-2. and two. And Look, I don't know why those records are, but 15-2 and two is just such a wow. 15 wins, two losses, yeah. that's such a dominant record. 16-1, and one, it's automatic. 14-3, and three, you lost two out of your last three. You know, 17.5-point favorites to the Giants. You only won by six. That's just enough to, I guess, bump them out of the top three. And it, it is strange how they list five, then it's down to three. I see some places Tyreek Hill is, an, is a finalist, but other places he's not. It's, it's a little strange. but Yeah, Ty- uh, Tyreek got shut out, I guess, huh? Yeah. But um, he's listed at some places as being a finalist. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, though, because there's only three <laughs> finalists, right? So, and, and, right? and I don't think it's him. What are your biggest positions? I think I know, but just for a refresher. Dable's the big one. And I actually, I, I had a lot of it through the course of the season, and, and I was on with you. It was right around a month ago. It was the week of Christmas, and the Giants were whatever they were, minus 500 to make the playoffs. The Lions were plus 175, and I remember texting like, Dable being 30 to 1 and Campbell being the short shot at plus 175 makes no sense. I actually drove to the sports book to bet it. It went to 20 to 1. And I was like, eh, you know, I'll just bet on some other stuff and I left. So if he wins, <laughs> I'll make a lot of money, but I'll still, of course, be annoyed that I didn't make more. That is all. Uh, by the way, that, let me just stop you right there. That is such a great we've we've made this point before talking about sports betting for the thousands of hours we have. But isn't that the that's the uh the mind meld, I'll use that word. I went with meld, Kelly, of sports betting, which is you could win this, and if you win this, you will have some self-loathing because you could have done this. You know, the other, the, you could have pounded it more, you weren't quick enough to get, like, whatever it is, it's like we're never truly happy, it seems. And there's some, you know, there's some humor in that, but it's yes. also, like, on a serious note, that it's really not good for your mental health to, no. like, look at it. There's two things that can happen when you make a bet. You lose, and you're and you're not happy about that. Or you win, and you're annoyed you didn't bet more or whatever. Then you're not happy with that. It's like, it's not a, it's not a good way to go through life. No, that wouldn't be. Um, so we'll see, because, I mean, I think we all agree. Coach of the year, 
offensive rookie of the year and comeback player of the year are the three where we honestly have no idea who's going to win in the end. Yeah, it's a strange year for offensive rookie of the year. Purdy's obviously very divisive. People say, oh, you can't win with only five or six, you know, starts. What do you have, six, f- five starts? Five six, starts, six, six appearances. appearances, yes. Cutting it close. What, wasn't it? It was the NBA when Embiid only ha- played like less than half the season. I think Brogdon ended up winning it. And like Embiid was much better, but Brogdon had played in more games. It's uh, right. it's tricky. In most years, he wouldn't have a chance, but this is, again, this is a strange year. But football is football, and he's a quarterback, right? So it doesn't, it does, yeah, I get the NBA comparison, but that's the, that's the fly in the ointment here with that, right? And I, I actually yep. think it's enough for Purdy. So we'll see. And I, yeah, and I do have Jefferson, I think, at 20 to 1. So like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for these awards to be announced. I hope they don't uh, sneak it to a quarterback here. February 9th. See, that's the, that's the situation we brought up before. You know, is it the Mahomes, the MVP, and then to give Jalen Hurts something, they Jay- go Offensive Player of the Year with him. Jalen Hurts or Jefferson, one of them is going to get scred. Yes. I just went Scottish. It should be Wouldn't Jefferson. It would be hard to give it to Hurts. I mean, he missed two games, and then he didn't play well in his last one. You're going to really give it to him? I know Jefferson didn't do a lot at the end of the season. No. It would be hard to see Hurts getting it, though. Jefferson, monster. Just monster year. And then they prevented him. By the way, if Jefferson doesn't, it will be because they sat him in the, right in that last game, the second half, or those whatever it was, where he couldn't get the records, which would be nonsense too, you know. So I think he'll get one of them. Uh, offensive uh, offensive player of the year, that is. Okay, um, what do you like then for conference championship week? What's your favorite bet? I like you. I teased the dog Sunday night. That doesn't help anybody because the Bengals aren't a dog anymore. Yep. You know, typically you just tease the Chiefs and the Niners. If you had nothing in pocket, I think there's too much uncertainty with the Chiefs. It scares me to tease them. I know Drew, you know, likes the Chiefs. He, he you know, he's picking them no matter as long as Mahomes is on the field. I'm scared off by it. I did bet Chiefs team total under 23 and a half. I just think the fact that it's his back ankle. You know, anybody who's thrown a ball knows. You know, the, th- the hand you throw with, that foot is the push is the foot you push off on, you plant, you drive. I just don't know that he's going to be able to throw the ball deep. I don't know that he's going to be able to run. I-, I think they'll be very conservative offensively. You know, they'll run the ball. They'll just, you know, short passes, things like that. I get he's got arm talent. And he can throw off balance. I'm very concerned that he's going to be effective in this game. And that'd be too, you know, be too bad if they lost. Bets aside, I mean, think about it. Five straight AFC championship games. If they lose this and you look back and they only have one Super Bowl win after all this, it feels a little, Yeah. it's going to feel a little Atlanta Braves of the 90-ish, you know, Dodgers, some of these teams where it's like you're right there every year and you only won one. It would feel like a little bit of a letdown. I think. And it, I would agree with that. And it would firmly plant Joe Burrow into a side-by-side discussion with him. At the same time. Yeah, which, man, it, it's funny. It was like 10 days ago that they needed a miracle fumble from Huntley and a 99-yard return mm-hmm. to beat the Ravens and a, back, yep. a bunch of backups. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're the best team in the league. Burrow's the best quarterback. We're so reactionary. But, hey, if he's in his second straight Super Bowl, uh, you know, he's going to get all the accolades and he deserves them. Listen, Will, I don't know if you know this, but a smart man once compared all of this to Plinko. So I'm just saying. That's yes. how this goes. Uh, okay, so and so those are your thoughts on those two games. What about the what about NBA or college hoops tonight? Anything there? Yeah, I probably sh- I should mention I do like the under. I got a bad number. I bet under forty five and a half and forty nine ers Eagles. Okay. I, I do think it's going to be a little similar to Dallas San Fran, where both teams are going to try to stick with the run. I think both teams are good at stopping the run, so I think we'll see 
you know, both teams probably be a little conservative early. I think that's like a 23-20 game. That is a great football game. I mean, that's really uh, just probably the two best rosters top to bottom. So I'm really excited for that one. As far as the NBA, I did bet the Kings and I bet the Thunder. Uh, earmuffs, Kelly. But look, the NBA night tonight is a dreadful product. But these two teams are fun to watch. The Thunder and the Kings, they're fun to bet on. So uh, those are two that I bet. And I bet Xavier in college basketball, you can get them six and a half. I don't know if there's still sevens there. They are playing UConn. And uh, UConn's just come back down to earth. I know they beat Butler by a million points on Sunday. But, you know, their their backcourt's a big question mark. Xavier kind of lollygagged their way through a game against Georgetown over the weekend. I think this game will come down to the wire. So I bet Xavier plus the points as well. I love Will. He got earmuffs and lollygagged. Yeah, he got earmuffs in. I like the Thunder Knight, too. I think it's going to be a family play then here on a numbers game. But, uh, Will, you disappointed me. No magic tonight. You disappointed me there. Um, I thought about it. I don't love laying points with that team. They just don't shoot well enough. That's a that's a strangest team in the world, isn't it? They just kill the Celtics. Yeah. They struggle with a lot of these other teams. It's it's very odd. Celtics. And I did say it, it is tough to uh, it it is tough to to imagine laying those kind of points with with a team with that few wins. I understand. Uh, Will, last thing, I, I had a whole discussion with Matt Cox about this, but since you were talking college basketball and your play on Xavier. And, and how UConn has fallen to earth. Who do you trust in college basketball now as a potential future champion here this year? Bama's really good. Uh, Bama is really good. Um, you know, that, it's weird to think of them as a basketball school, yeah. but that is a, a really balanced team. But other than that, I mean, it's weird. The Blue Bloods aren't good. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, you know, Kansas is still good, but UNC, it's not the typical year for sure. Jeez, if they had a uh, Bama college hoops versus college football prop, right? what would the basketball team have been? Plus what in terms of winning a championship? Good God. Oh, man, 20 to 1, something like something that? like that. Even more probably. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Get your plug in real quick. Twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Golf next with Kelly and Aaron Rodgers next team. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out. Limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's a public service that I spell that out for you. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how many times have you been asked that in your in your five-plus years? To, to what? To spell VSIN? Yeah. <laughs> Could you spell that, please? It's V. No, I'm, I'm actually being serious. I know you people are. have asked me that several times. V as in Vladimir. I <laughs> see <laughs> Just go what, through. S is in Sasha? What are we yeah. I is in Igor. N is in Natalia. <laughs> the best is like P if we had a P. P is in pneumonia. That kind of thing. <laughs> we get tweets at beating the book. I always appreciate the feedback. So many tweets today. Um, let's start with Mark Geiger, in-house attorney for a numbers game. Oh, talking about my Taylor Swift Congress comment. Again, Congress. Congressional hearing about Ticketmaster and the shenanigans and the botching of the Taylor Swift ticket release. Guys, it's all about the campaign contributions. That's why they have hearings. Chance for these politicians. Oh, he goes, he messed up his tweet. He goes, sorry about the unfinished tweet. It's about campaign contributions and getting a chance to get their pockets lined while putting on a false front that they're doing something for, quote, unquote, the public. 
you're right. So do you get do you get the opportunity to look like you're the person who took down took down Taylor Swift or not, like not you Taylor got to Sw- defend Taylor Swift not, because you're going after this company? Yeah, not ta- not take down Taylor Swift, take down Ticketmaster in the process, be the savior for all 14-year-old girls around right. the country <laughs> who got shut out of Taylor Swift and if tickets. That's the case cuz I don't I don't know politics. Come on. I sit here and watch watch and talk about sports all day. But we're ta- we're talking about that, Gil. If that's the case, then yeah, what Mark brings up is spot on. You don't know politics. You don't even know Rihanna songs. My God, what, yeah. a, what a blind spot that is. Jason Sparty KY, he says, uh, no lo- no love for Hurts for MVP. I know he was hurt for a couple weeks, but come on, man. Yeah, I think it's Mahomes, man. I don't think you can give Hurts MVP. Hey, he will be a a great silver medalist in this uh, in this race. Coop at third. Coop, I got uh, the right angle plus two and a half Chiefs. Then I cash it out. I can't do it. Who day? I love it. He couldn't do it. I'm with you, man. Jeff Staples. I don't understand people actually thinking that Mahomes can be effective. His whole game is his mobility and throwing on the run. He won't even try that because of how easily a high ankle sprain is aggravated. They'll blitz him relentlessly. Jeff Staples, I'm with you, buddy. I am so about the Niners and Bengals. Murphy, 12,800. Gil, uh, Drew definitely uh, is definitely on a bad streak. You can't take Mahomes over Jesus Joe at this point. I'm on the Niners over the Bengals in Super Bowl at uh, 25 to 1. I'm thinking now I'd rather have the Bengals over the Niners. Elvis Toast Passionate. Gil, any update on uh, Charles Omenihu? He's a major piece of that line. Yeah, Omenihu, by the way, for those who missed it, Charles Omenihu uh, arrested on domestic violence charges. I have no update this morning. He of the Niners, of course. Carl Newfeld. Uh, Drew proves that confirmation bias is very difficult to avoid and totally forgets that Mahomes' biggest asset, uh, asset rather, is actually the movement and avoiding the rush, and that is the problem in this high ankle sprain. Also, uh, Babyface Joe has won the last three in a row against him. Uh, angriest guy in New Jersey, Kelly, says that he wouldn't care if the Super Bowl halftime show was the Beatles, although he doesn't use the word care. He uses a different expression. <laughs> I, I agree with Angry Sky New Jersey. Really? Still, if it, the Beatles, stop it. If the Beatles showed up, if John Lennon came out of the grave and George Harrison came out of the grave and the Beatles played the Super Bowl halftime, you wouldn't care? Of course I would care. He's right. embellishing a bit, but the point is still true. Like, it, gives me fi- it gives me 15 minutes to get a fresh cocktail, do a couple things before I get back on the couch. It's still halftime. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Beatles. Scott C., so appreciate, Gil, your uh, your views on the Baseball Hall of Fame and Bonds, the audacity of the baseball writers community to revise history as they see fit. And then Johnny Ringo, I can't make, I can't make sure, if she, maybe he's making fun of me, I don't know. He goes, thank you for the quarterly Barry Bonds Hall of Fame update. So happy you keep abreast of the situation. Keep up the great work, sir. I don't know where he's going with that. I just do it once a year. Um, I mention him all the time. Charles uh, Chance Copperpot. You asked Kelly about his uh, first Super Bowl memory uh, earlier this week. Got me thinking about mine. First one I remember, front to back, was Super Bowl 23 between the Niners and Bengals. It was also my first bet. I lost to my cousin heavy on the Bengals. Let's run it back. That was the uh, Montana to John Taylor Super Bowl, where at the beginning of the drive that led to the Niners' Super Bowl win, in the closing moments, he says to uh, his huddle, hey, is that John Candy up in the stands? (laughs) Smooth. Uh, let's see here. I know it's only Wednesday, but I, I'm a little bit surprised of how many people we've had weigh in on that topic. The oh, first Super oh, Bowl. They love, yeah, because yeah. everybody, you remember where you were for every Super yeah. Bowl. You do. It's a national holiday, man. Uh, Sparty KY jumps back in. He goes, I call BS. Uh, he's saying, Pritch, 
He go, Irving would have made Pritch more money, and having rings might mean something too. <laughs> I love everybody's going after people here. <laughs> I think Pritch did okay. Um, and this is, let's see. Futures underscore bet Gill uh, about the Brandon Crawford, your buddy who had Brandon Crawford for NL MVP. Well, that's happening now in Philly with people being shocked that Hassan Reddick isn't even a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. He had a much better total resume than Nick Bosa. A uh, couple more of these, Kelly. I'm sorry. I don't want to get to your golf here. J-Rock, two straight AFC Championship games, Super Bowl appearance, has beaten future Hall of Fame coach Andy Reid, Mahomes three in a row. Beat the brakes off of Buffalo at Buffalo. Buffalo coach nominated for Coach of the Year. And Coach Taylor can't get any respect? I'm going to give him some respect, but I don't think he should be a Coach of the Year finalist. And FG1179, I believe he says, he goes, damn good show today, guys. Oh, one more. Stringfellow Hawk. Worst feeling. We'll end it on this. Worst feeling. The bet you lost or the bet you didn't make that cashed? Oh, I love that question. I've said it many times before on this show. There's something about human psychology. And it's like a stock market thing, too. If I say, and you know, this uh, Upjohn company, they have this thing called Rogaine that's starting. This is back in the 80s. And if I say, oh, I think that's going to be a really a good stock. And it goes and it shoots through the roof. And you don't buy it versus just actually losing money on something you did buy. The worst feeling is the one that you didn't participate in. Yes. I believe. It's a strange I don't even thing. think it's close. Actually. I don't think it's close. Either. I don't even think it's close. Because, I, I mean, we all know as betters, if we're, if we're betting... If we're betting and we're winning at 59% of the time, we're doing we're doing a great job at it if you're laying minus 110, right? So losers come with the territory, unfortunately. Kelly on golf because the tournament's about to start. Okay, so Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed are at, are at a driving range yesterday. This is true. No, this whole thing, I could spend forever on that. This is a, the tea gate. I don't, I don't even know what it was. Patrick Reed went up to say Happy New Year, apparently. Uh... Rory McIlroy completely ignored him. Uh, apparently, Patrick Reed lightly tossed a tee, which there is video of now, which is not a throwing of a tee. It's it's nothing. Uh, but then tea. the press conferences started. Oh, boy. Um, and, uh, yeah, what Rory got a subpoena on Christmas Eve, apparently, while he was with his family from Patrick Reed's lawyers, because you may remember Patrick Reed is suing half of these guys because he's Patrick Reed. No one mentioned Patrick Reed. Oh, it, 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 this is all going back now before Liv and how all this stuff started. Uh, it's a long story, but stuff is getting ugly. I love a good golf feud. You know why? Because they're golfers. Exactly. It's like, come on, really? Uh, I, I saw a great retweet yesterday. It was like, the, it was like the retweet, it was retweeting a tweet about the, the driving range incident. It was like, Someone said, uh, "This is the this is the equivalent of the of the benches clearing in the NBA and, and going no at each other." Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so for the Farmers Insurance Open, which gets started in about 22 minutes, is first tee. Uh, final plays that I did settle in one outright. I am rolling within pre-tournament. That's it. One outright. I do think that this the outright market when you look between about 11 to one to the 30 to one range, I think is a little mispriced and a little thrown off by how well John Rahm is playing right now. So I'm really, there are guys I like there, but I didn't play any outrights with them. And specifically I'm talking about Tony Finau, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa. I played them all, but in different ways, played top tens on Finau with Zalatoris, top twenties then on Zalatoris, Homa, and then Jason Day, actually, I played a top 20 on, uh, he's been back, back in form recently here, Gil, and has good, tur- good tournament history here. Jason uh, Dye. Yeah, I, guy I haven't bet in a very long time, so we'll see. Uh, Max Homa played in a matchup against Taylor Montgomery. First-round leader action, if you're looking for some of that today. North course, you're going to see two options, north course and south course. Probably post-date your book. 
I took a piece of Brendan Steele and Thomas Dietrich longer odds on the north course for first round leaders. Um, and then we recorded Long Shots last night, the first new edition of Long Shots. And you know, Matt Brown, he's real high on Keegan Bradley this week. And you know me, Gil, doesn't take much convincing for me to put a ticket in on Keegan Bradley. So I took a bomb top five on him, 12 to one on Keegs. Um, Keegs. And that's it, man. That's how we're rolling into the tournament. I will, I will see, see how things go once the tournament gets started, maybe add an outright then. How'd the first episode of the Long Shots go with you, Matt Brown, and Wes Reynolds? So it, fisticuffs? Was yeah, there, was it, was, there... it was great. Um, you know, it was, uh, I would say, a soft launch. We'll be developing the show as the weeks go on. You'll be, catching, be able to catch us Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, we'll be doing kind of a first look at odds coming out on Mondays and then further a further deeper dive on Tuesdays. And it's just great to see how this show has transitioned, Gil, from everything that Brady Cannon and Matt Human set up, you know, five years ago at this point with this show and kind of where we're at now. We're looking to continue to build on all the great stuff those guys did. It's Brady's baby. Let's give Brady yep. a shout. Absolutely. All of our podcasts at vcin.com slash podcasts. Check them all out. whole bunch of them. From Greg Peterson to... Long shots and beyond. Jason Weingarten next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... The more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM, uh, that's BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits, like free bets. Never been easier to join the action. On the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation, and if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located 
get on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. Uh, two things. One, what the heck is with these uh, Car Shield commercials? That's the first thing I need to know. You know what it is, Gil, is that Car Shield is just such a fantastic company that we look forward to adding them as a sponsor of a segment uh, coming soon because apparently they got money at Burke. How much are they paying Berman and Vivica Fox and Ice T to do these commercials? It is, it is. I mean, we first caught it like yesterday, but and man. it's on for like five minutes. Yes. All right, that's my first question. My second thing comment is, what a great morning. Like, what a great morning of just, inf- like, news coming down the pipeline as we're doing the show. Like, it's just great to be alive. We dream of this in the middle of July. Yeah. Where it's just like there's not enough time not enough to put time. in everything. Um, and so we want to we wanna just uh, sort of squeeze in the Aaron Rodgers thing right here real quick before Jason comes on. Can we do that? We allowed to do that? Uh, sure. Yeah, well, well I want to hit the, hold on. I want to hit the NFL.com thing because oh, there first, seems yes. to be further. Yes, please confusion or I don't know what's going on with some of these NFL awards. But uh, uh, what Will brought up about Tyreek Hill, yes, apparently NFL.com does have four players listed as finalists for the Offensive Player of the Year, and it does include Tyreek Hill. So maybe somebody tied for third. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. And maybe that person, one of them, is Tyreek Hill. I don't know. Just feel like this uh, this release could have been a little less confusing. Well, you, know, you know, like coaches started with five, then got chopped to three. It's an AP award is the thing. So everybody else reporting on it is getting it from, you know, it's a game of telephone at that point. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' next team odds. Packers are the favorite, minus 125. Raiders here in Las Vegas, plus 550. The Jets, plus 650. Everybody else double digits and beyond. Let me just say this about the Jets. Their owner... Woody Johnson has said, I will do anything. I'll do what it takes. Their GM, Joe Douglas, has been tasked with that with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers talks about how he still thinks he can play at MVP level, to which Rob Gronkowski said, shouldn't he be concerned about winning Super Bowls and not MVPs? Fair. And then Aaron Rodgers doubled down on it. Um, Peter, it- Peter King believes that if Woody Johnson is telling Joe Douglas, you should do whatever it takes, that it's going to take two first-round picks. Yeah, and is it, aren't we talking about an obscene amount of money if he comes back and plays with Green Bay next year? He is going to be 40 in December. The beginning of December, he's going to be 40. I know Tom Brady has skewed our thinking on all of this, but he's going to be 40. You going to give up two first-round picks for a dude who's going to be 40? This this would be Packers or pass for me. I'm no. actually surprised Packers are as, as yeah. long as they are. Anyway, shall we go to Jason? Or do we want to do Tom Brady again? No, no, let's, let's go to let's Jason. Let's go to Jason. Jason Weingarten, everybody, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten, uh, of course, who has been on this show for years at Spreadopedia. Jason, how you doing, man? From under a cloud of smoke. I was thinking about it, Gil. You just mentioned I've been, been on the show for so long. I think we should officially give me the title as the winningest better in a numbers game history. Well, and, and you have determined that that is the case? I mean, I've been on since, like, the second day. <laughs> And if you add in all my futures, it just puts me way over the top. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd pump up my ego futures next to you, but you might be right. I mean, besides besides you. I mean, obviously, it's your show. I mean, as a guest. The winning is guest. In, I'll give you the guest. In a numbers game history. Let's declare it right now. 
It has so been. Okay. It has so been declared. It has like, been like declared. Michael Scott declared bankruptcy. <laughs> it has no, been declared. It has so been declared <laughs> that Jason Weigard is the winningest better in numbers game history. Let me let me just say this, Jason. Though it is a morning where I've already brought you up because the finalists for all these awards are out, and your guy Nick Gates is not the offensive lineman who had multiple surgeries is not one of the finalists for comeback player of the year. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, you know, obviously disappointing, not surprising. Um, Saquon Barkley, I just don't understand. Like, he was literally getting double-digit carries in every game last season. So voters just sometimes they get things wrong and narratives kind of run away. And, you know, congratulations to those three guys. It's it's not the end of the world, but, you know, I, I would have liked to have cashed a big ticket there. Um, surprised Brandon Graham didn't get any love either, but... The way it is. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith, you were comeback player of the year finalist from the AP. Um, any one of them can win. I think I think it's completely up in the air. Who is your biggest it, right now? What is your biggest position that you're hoping gets home? Eagles to uh to win this weekend. And then some golf, but you know, go through I can go through all my stuff real quick. Yeah, let's see. Let's go through it. Um winning is better. a lot of Academy Award stuff. Oh, let's get to that first. What do you like have there? You, have you have you talked about that at all? No. Have you been talking about the Academy Awards? No, the Brian Ortega segment has not happened yet. When are the Academy Awards? February, right? I have no idea. I was hoping you knew. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just a little quick Google search. The 12th of March the 12th is, is of what March. the sports book's listing. Okay. March? Go. Oh, man, that's a long time. I thought it was like February or something. Um, Jason's like, I don't know. But I, I, betting, I started betting everything everywhere all at once. Um it was plus money. The, the Fableman movie was the favorite at one point, and I was like, I haven't heard anybody talk about that movie. As far as I know, it was a flop. Um, I guess because Steven Spielberg was attached to it, it was a big deal. So I was happy to fade that. I got uh, everything everywhere all together. It was 4-1, to 2-1. to one. Now it's like a minus 200 favorite. I'm, yep, minus 200. I'm, I'm not sure it's going to win, but I, I, you know, I have to watch some of these other movies, but I can't, can't really see any of these other movies... Uh, overtaking it can you have you guys seen any of these movies i have not seen a single motion picture <laughs> since 19 like i just i am so out of this at this point i, this year. I am looking at yeah. the, the list that DraftKings has up i mean this is like this every year almost with the academy awards but uh yes i've seen one of one of these jason top gun maverick <laughs> <laughs> it's like jason and that's, that's jason. just not winning right we can right. just Throw that out. It's like when Jason Kahn, I told the producer number uh, eight, uh, producer number seven, pardon me, I was, I was like, Jason, I'm not going to see any movie. Really, Gil? You're not going to go see Top Gun? I'm like, no, Jason, I'm not. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't let it go. I didn't I didn't see Top Gun. I didn't see it. Well, but, no, Jason, I'm with you. Like, toss that one out. Like, this is the best picture. It's always like the artsy deep flick. Like, it's not, it's not Tom Cruise action movie type. It, isn't Brendan Fraser the lock to win actor? Does his, do his numbers reflect that? It does. He's he's like minus one seventy or something, but I'm not sure he's he's a lock. Has anybody seen that movie? Some oh, Chris, I mean, Chrissy no. Andrews loves it. He said it was I've phenomenal. heard he's great. Yeah. I've heard it's a great movie, but I don't know a single person who's seen it. Yeah, well, that's a problem. I do want to watch this. Colin Farrell. I see is plus two fifty. Looks like he's second in that uh, in the Benny Mark of the Banshees of. Inishirin? In, in, Inishirin. <laughs> I do want to see that movie. They could just be making up the names. Yeah, of these know, right? Like, sure, the Banshees of Inishirin. But that's him and what, Brendan Gleeson or whatever his name is? I want to see that movie. That actually looks pretty good. Oh, Jason. What is your other Oscar play? Anything else? Uh, Kate Blanchett to win uh, 
best actress. I was betting her at even money, minus 110, minus 120. It looks like she's crept up a bit. Yeah, minus 175, I'm seeing her at. All right. See, that's that's what they call closing line value in the game. <laughs> there you go. Yes, they do call that that. Killing it. Jason, uh, killing it. All right, so the Eagles this week is your favorite football play? That's your thing? Yeah, I mean, I I, I know you're a 49ers fan, and I, I want I want the 49ers to win for you. Not a and fan. I saw, I saw someone fan. tweeted at you yesterday about some MVPs, some Super Bowl MVPs. Yes, I do have a couple. Kittle and Bosa? Yes, I have Kittle. No, I have Kittle and McCaffrey. Yes, but he got I Kittle have and Kittle, Bosa. I have, I have Kittle and Bosa. Um, coincidentally, remember we talked about, I accidentally bet the wrong Bosa last week. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes. Yeah. So I bet Kittle too. I got like 90 to one. I saw someone got 150. That was a great number. Um, so wait, just to be I clear, guess... did you bet Nick or did you bet Joey? Oh no, no. I got, I got the right one. Oh, Nick. Okay, cool. You got it right um, the second time. Yeah. And I totally, I totally agree that if the 49ers win, Christian McCaffrey's probably, you know, the, the MVP on the offense more likely than Brock Purdy. Yeah. But if you're going to end up playing Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, assuming Mahomes is going to be healthy in the Super Bowl, it's going to take a huge defensive performance. And maybe we're finally going to see a defensive player win. So I'm really, mm. really big on Nick Bosa. And then uh, Talanoa Noah Hufanga is the guy. Um, I want to get some money on him. Okay. All I haven't right. had a chance yet, but you know, I like the guys. I like the defensive players who are on the field, you know, hundred percent of the time. Basically. T- 10 seconds, Jason, who do you like in golf? Uh, who do I like in golf? Let's see in uh, Dubai. I took some long shots. I took Bjork, Harding and Lawrence, 125, 135 and a hundred to one. Um, you know, someone's got to beat Rory every once in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, the winningest guest in numbers game history, Jason Weingart. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it as Talk always. To you later. At Spreadopedia. We've done all we can do. What a morning. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.